Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul, helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. Hello, Ed. Hello. Hello, Brett. That was sharp. <laughs> so that was probably the most formal formal start we think we've ever had. Normally, I don't tell people, do I? I just get going. I, no, I'm too busy talking about having some steaming shit or something, and uh, you, yeah. you, you've recorded. <laughs> and you get Johnny <laughs> ten minutes later. Have we started recording yet? Hello. <laughs> yeah, just he's about to wander off for another conversation with his missus or something. Well, normally he's like, well, actually, it could be either of you, really, just sitting there on YouTube watching videos or you know, like going through memes on your phone. Then I ask you a question, and you're like, mm, what's hello? What? Sorry, speak to me. It's like, yes, pay attention. You're supposed to be putting all of your attention into this podcast. I do, I do. My phone's at the other side of the room. Um, yeah. What, uh, what's been happening in your life this week, Edward? Right, so <laughs> I've just eaten a couple of the most sickly brownies going and now I feel really, really sick. Oh, uh, that right. is about the most eventful thing that's happened. Well, shouldn't you be mini-cutting or something? Well, you know, we've got, what are we, five days out? It's not going to happen. Uh, well, yeah, four really. Four, yeah. So it's not going to happen, is it? So I've had a load of sausage rolls and brownies today. So, oh well, I'm sure we're not going to be the worst in shape there. Well, this is my thoughts. You know, we're with a load of London bankers, so not going to be shredded, are I, they? I, I don't know whether any of these other mates are London bank bankers. All right. For anyone no, listening I... that thinks, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, Matthew Morgan stag do is this weekend and obviously he is a London banker wanker I mean banker so um, yeah uh, I don't know if his mates are bankers or, or what really I don't know I hope they're not because all they're going to do is talk about money I don't think Matt <laughs> knows anything about money despite working for a bank <laughs> yeah an investment banker and knows nothing about investment or banking yeah all he knows is how not to spend it. I always seem to buy the coffees when we turn up. And if I ever meet him in London when I'm down, I'm the one who's always paying. How does that work? <laughs> he's, he's, well, yeah, he's obviously smart about his money then, isn't he? He should be treating me going to his hometown. I've, I've travelled all the way there. All right, I didn't pay for the travel, but still. Unbelievable, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. You made the effort. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, where are these brownies where, from, by the way, just out of interest? Where is what? Brownies from out of interest. Uh, they, it was a, so, so I've worked today on a market show thing, um, and they were just from the woman next door to me. Um, she was like an independent woman, makes these brownies. One was a Kinder Bueno brownie. Independent lady. <laughs> All the ladies, independent. Strong, independent lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, one was a Kinder Bueno brownie. The other one was salted caramel, which I thought was going to be really nice, but it had a slab of set caramel oh, through the middle of it like, I think I had a mouth so more like toffee they're not going hard yeah. like toffee yeah. mm. um, the rest of it was very nice around it but yeah I had this slab of yeah basically like toffee through the middle so I had one bite broke three teeth and uh, I've left the rest of it the, um, uh, the, the yeah. bueno sounds good yeah that was good uh, there was a cookie dough one and there was an M&M one which was like it was like a blondie sandwich with brownie in the middle and then M&M's through it so a blondie sandwich like uh, you know blondies instead of brownies yeah uh so it was like two like a sandwich of like blondie on the bottom and top and then a brownie in the middle oh, <laughs> sounds I like see. a bad yeah <laughs> no, that sounds nice <laughs> they, I, I thought you were going to describe like a bazooki or whatever they are or no a brookie not a bazooki because that's a pizza cookie a brookie like a brownie half brownie half cookie oh right no i've no, had no. some of them before which are, they are delightful there's a couple of places in norwich that do them where like bottoms brownie tops cookie so it's like a warm soft chocolate chip cookie top and a obviously a soft brownie bottom lovely yeah yeah no i know what you mean no um it wasn't no it wasn't that it was yeah it was like a yeah then m&m's through it so they were all really really nice uh very soft very sickly tons of calories no way of tracking them i'm fucked um yeah not beach ready can't go on the stag do sorry matt um despite obviously what am i now was it was it for Sunday? So it'd be Tuesday to Tuesday would be fourteen. So I said it's like seventeen, eighteen days in to obviously a mini cut now. 
Um, I'm not beach ready, if I'm honest. But oh well, Salavi. That's life. That is life. A good job yeah. I'm all for body confidence and body positivity and anti diet. Lol. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's another another conversation, that another is, topic. Um, the the anti diet industry is starting to get on my nerves a little bit. Um, yeah. Not because I feel like, and we obviously get off on a tangent here, but and I will really and I desperately when I will be able to get someone will get an expert on to basically give them an open forum to talk about the anti diet culture or you know health health at every size or whatever they want to speak about, um, but. I, I I agree with a lots and lots and lots of the principles of it. Like I actually think there's loads of good um, thought processes and methodologies and stuff that that is in or within that culture. What I don't agree with is how flipping preachy it is. It's a bit like um, the new vegan or the new gluten free, or it, that's kind of how it's coming across because bit, yeah. Yeah, they, they're, they're wanting to almost scream that they're anti-diet before you've even asked them their name. Um, it's in their bio uh, on, on Instagram. Um, and they, they kind of almost don't want anybody talking against it just in case, uh, for, for whatever reason. And they don't want to talk about it with people who aren't 100% in their little world because, uh, I don't know, they don't want to be disagreed with almost. Um, I, I mean, I don't know that. Obviously, the... The young lady that I had lined up to come onto the podcast didn't want to talk to us because basically at the moment she felt it might just send some mixed messaging um, into, I suppose, like a newish audience that she's got. So, which I totally understood and is fine. I get, um, she was very nice and I don't begrudge her for not coming on to be associated with someone that does promote, you know, intentional weight loss as we do. Um but on the other side, there is a little bit, I was a bit disappointed because like, I don't want to argue and I don't want to create any type of debate necessarily. I just want an open forum, open forum because I'll be honest, I I feel like I know a bit about, or I've, or I've kind of taken a bit of an interest in the whole anti-diet culture. And I feel like I've done a, a reasonable amount of research, but I still know nowhere near enough. And I just really genuinely wanted to hear more about the cult the, about the basically the the thought processes around the anti-diet culture and you know kind of like the some of the methodologies of like intuitive eating as it should be and not what everyone thinks it is um as in like a clinical like intuitive eating is is actually a clinical like treatment or methodology created for people with eating disorders not necessarily like oh i listen to my hunger signals and i eat when i feel like it and i'm gonna remain nice and lean if i do that that's not what intuitive eating is um but yeah, anyway, I just wanted to kind of get get someone, an expert on to actually give an open forum to actually educate us really on their perspective mm. and their opinion. Um, but anyway, that aside, a lot of the content, and I do follow quite a few people like intuitive eating style people and anti-diet people. I do follow them mainly just to learn. Um, but a lot of it does come across quite preachy. Like you say, I would agree in that it's, it's almost feels a little bit from a lot of people, the new vegan or, yeah. It's a bit like when I suppose kind of the best reference. So if anybody is listening and knows somebody who is anti-diet, I suppose the best way we kind of want to describe how we want to, to talk about it is like when Laura Tilt came on, uh, or Tilty, uh, Tilt, Tilty, Tilt, after the MNU conference, and she spoke about the intuitive eating and all that sort of stuff. And we'd listened to that and thought, right, she's so brilliant. We can all take so many great tips away from this. Let's get her on. And she came on and, and spoke about it. And up to that point, we were kind of very, uh, our message was very much kind of, if you want to lose weight, track, if you want to, uh, you know, flexible diet and, and all this sort of stuff. And then she's kind of came on and, and give a slightly different perspective to it. Um, and I suppose it's part of our learning and part of, this is why we, we kind of do it so everybody else can learn alongside of us. Um, and uh, so finding these people and, and, and giving across these uh, these views and kind of different ways of doing things and and if it's, we're not saying you know you should 100 percent take everything they say uh into your life and follow it 100 percent um but we're saying you know everybody can kind of take little snippets and kind of form a real good uh harmonious approach with kind of lots of different pro- approaches and that's kind of what we i suppose try to do as coaches I, um and I, we yeah want. i think like just what just on interject there because i think there's a point that i would like to highlight I, the, one of the reasons I think they come across a bit preachy and why I don't ever think like putting 
like labeling yourself or putting yourself into a box is a good idea because I think it just creates restriction around your practice and your mindset and your thought processes. Like they are so anti-diet that even the thought of mentioning the word diet or mentioning weight loss or intentional weight loss, um, it's not against weight loss, they just don't want it to be intentional. They obviously focus on healthy, healthy behaviors, which I, to be honest, I don't really disagree with. What I don't mm. agree with is the bit of, well, you no one should be intentionally trying to lose weight for body confidence to feel better about themselves. That obviously you should be working on body confidence in and kind of like body body positivity, regardless of size, regardless of of kind of like whether you're lean or not. And I'm like that's that's all well and good. But if someone's unhappy with themselves and their body, saying to them, "You shouldn't be happy. You should be. You should be very happy. Um, sorry, you shouldn't be unhappy. You should be very happy, and you should be full of body confidence." That doesn't mean people then are. It's like saying, you know, "Oh yeah, well, you go out and you lose weight, and then people will just go out and lose weight." No, that's the, like just saying something doesn't make it true or make it happen. People have to work on things for a long time to, you know, get you know, develop that skill of of kind of. But I don't, I don't know how to articulate it properly, I suppose. But basically, it's just it, like you can't. Someone's not going to feel good about themselves, and all of a sudden have this amazingly high level of body confidence or body positivity just because a practitioner says. And don't get me wrong, this is why I want like a, in air quotes, anti-diet practitioner to speak about it because I'd really like to know how they do it, how they treat people, their methodologies, um, and kind of like the coaching skills that they would have to get people to that place where they are comfortable. Because let's be honest. Diet culture is a bit shit. A lot of the diet culture bits, like the fact that people feel the need to fit a certain stereotype or conform to like social, I wouldn't say norms, but social, I don't know. Socially accepted things almost. Yeah, exactly. Like, and if they don't, then they feel outcast, ostracized, or they feel like, you know, they're not normal. Then that is shit. No one should feel like that. Everyone should be confident in themselves and their own bodies, no matter what their shape and size is. But the reality is that people don't. So who are we to really tell people what they should and shouldn't be doing? And I think that's the bit I have the biggest problem with. And I know I've gone off a big flipping rant here about it. But that's the bit I have a problem with is like, I, I love the idea of all the body positivity stuff. But what I don't like is how people should tell other people how they feel. Because then yeah. who am I to tell someone that they shouldn't lose weight? Who am I to say, oh, no, you shouldn't be intentionally trying to lose weight. You should be doing other stuff. It's like, well, no. It's like I, when someone comes to me, I don't give them their goal. I don't tell them what they should and shouldn't do. I might try and guide them and give them my opinion on stuff. And that, that might be, oh, you're actually quite lean. You don't need to lose any more weight. But, um, or it might be something else. But I just I think it should be their goal. And they should be the ones that decide what they do and what, how they feel and not me telling them how they should feel. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree. It, yeah, it does it does seem a, a bit that way, doesn't it? And unfortunately, but that's the thing with anything. Like you say, if you put yourself in a box and and say this is what I am, and and then you end up following that. You know, my my kind of little gripe with it, I suppose, and it, if it's quite a new thing, it's well, it's new new newly in the limelight. So there's only going to be one or two people that have been following this for a while, and they've been doing this for a while. So are a lot of the people that are following it and now preaching, oh, yeah, I'm an, an anti-diet coach, um, are they going to be new to the game and are they really going to understand it or are they going to understand the um, over-exaggerated version of it? don't know the answer to that, Edward. don't That's, really know. I suppose a, a rhetorical question for the podcast for the uh, listeners to think about. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... Anyway, this is we've obviously got off a big tangent, and obviously this is a proper topic for another day. Um, mm. But it's just something that I've been very interested in of late, and seen a lot of stuff. And yeah, just you know, I've got a form. I'm starting to form kind of a bit of my own opinion on it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so um, did you intuitively eat and enjoy those brownies? The I answer? ate them of my own accord, and not because I wanted to diet. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Uh, no, they were nice. Yeah, no, they were nice. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed them. Uh, note, have you found a house yet? Uh, I think so. I think we found a house. Gonna well, I put a like a bit of a, a cheeky offer in. Um, she said it would be accepted, but she'll ask. It's only like a couple of grand underneath the asking, but 
got to do it, haven't you? Um, Only that's very um, lenient in terms of undercutting. That's like well, most, it's, most it's a lot lower. It's, yeah, it's an offers in excess of. So I went three grand under the asking, and she's like, probably it's only been on a week as well. So yeah, that uh, might that might help. Um, so well, it definitely would help. But I put it this way: my house is on. Uh, on the market at the moment as you know and mine is also in excess of and I had this conversation this week because we've just changed estate agents um, for various reasons but and they were talking about what they valued it at and what they'd market at and I kind of gave my opinion and they said well we've got a couple of options then we could do like I don't know this amount and um, kind of have like offers in excess of or you could go uh, a slightly higher amount and then to see if anyone will, will just obviously take a, a lower offer and I was like well problem is is if someone says X amount offers in excess of like no one's going to bid more than that no, no, one, no one's going to they're going to say well we're just going to go the lowest amount so what is the point in ever having offers in excess of that's almost like an absolute pointless statement or caveat to yeah. your yeah. marketing price because like yeah. no one's going to sort of go oh this is in excess of well, you want X amount, so I'll, oh, because it's excess of, oh, I'll add 10 grand on. It's like, no, people are just going to go on the lowest amount or less. Like, the, basically, yeah. the one offer we had in our house was like 10 grand less than the, the offer in excess of amount that we put. So, like, that didn't work, <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, people are still going to do it. And, yeah. like, you just feel even cheekier doing it. Because um, my sister just sold her house and she put it on over what the houses in the area were selling for. And she didn't really get any bites, took it off because she had a baby, then put it back on again. And then she still had, they took it down about five grand. Um, and she still got 10 grand more than the average for the area because she was a bit cheeky and put it on higher because the houses are just going for more than what they should be. Um, so there's exact, literally around the corner, there's the exact same size house minus the conservatory and minus the garage and minus about two parking spaces in the drive. So it's got a really long drive, this house has. Um, and it's five grand less, yet you've got like 20 grand's worth of building less on the, on the property. Yeah. It's mad, it's mad. So, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I think we'll put a, well, we'll see if they, they accept it, and if not, then I'll, I'll, I'll offer them the asking price um, and just hope they don't listen to this and know that I, I'm willing to offer the asking price. Yeah. Well, <laughs> mate, the way I look yeah. at it is... Um, and this is obviously a fundamental principle of nutrition as well in terms of focusing on the wrong things sometimes. But two grand is nothing because obviously what people should really be focused on is how much extra does that cost in terms of monthly payments on a mortgage, stuff like that. And you're literally talking pence or a quid. Yeah. Now, if you're prepared to lose a house from a quid a month, then I think you're focused on the wrong thing. That's why I think like you... you I mean, obviously there's got to be an end point to it at some point. You can't keep kind yeah. of just going up and up and up. But when, you, when you're kind of arguing over a few grand here and there, like it feels like a lot of money when you put it like that, but actually, when you focus on how much it is monthly, it's nothing. And it's, you you yeah. wouldn't ever consider you just buy one coffee less a month or that type of thing. So mm-hmm. the same nutrition, yeah. you know, put yeah, bring, bring that, it back yeah. To you got over hundred calories, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, like when you're looking at your weekly calorie uh, calorie balance and stuff like that, and your weekly energy intake is hundred calories, really going to throw things off mm-hmm. in a whole diet, um, especially when you get really consistent clients as well, and they like smash their target by like plus or minus 50 calories every single day. Then they have one day where they go over by 200 calories and they're like, I think the world's going to end. Um, mm-hmm. It's not. No. I, had a, I had a lovely message from one of my clients, Bethany, this week that said, someone just asked me if I lost weight and it's made me feel amazing. I was like, that has made me feel amazing. I said, like, has it even been that hard? And she said, no, to be honest, not really at all. I've just obviously been a bit more consistent. I was like, there you go. There's the key. Yeah. No one needs yeah. a coach anymore. Um Unless you just can't be consistent about one, but basically that's it. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And it's, it's nice when you. It's almost like the penny drop moments, which are really good. Yeah, yeah she she knew that already. Like she's she she's kind kind of into fitness. She's a PT and stuff herself anyway. So she's you know using a bit about nutrition. She knew that consistency is key, and she just needed accountability. But it's just nice when that kind of like reinforces what she she knew, and she just obviously starts to see the results from it. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Oh. Uh, um, yeah, no, it's nice, it's nice. Um, as we're speaking about coaching, I've got a couple of spots open. Um, so so have any, I. I said this if last anybody week, wants, yeah. you wouldn't have listened it's to nice. it. It's nice. I like the kind of, it, it's an interesting one with coaching because you get, you get your long-term clients. Like I've got a couple of clients. I've got one that's been with me for two years and one that's been with me for getting on for 18 months. Um, and then 
So they're kind of a couple of long, long-term clients who just like the accountability. They don't need the coaching because they know exactly what to do. It, it's more accountability things. Uh, and um, yeah, so it, it, that's that's nice to have that because you get to you have that really great ex, uh, relationship with with longer term clients. But then I also quite like the kind of the three and six month turnover ones where you you have them for a short period and you help them hit their goals and that feels amazing then. Um, and then they they kind of hit the goals and they're happy and they they kind of go on and 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 put into practice what you what they've kind of learnt and everything and and then it allows you then to work with other people which is nice because with us all sort of having um, full-time jobs as well, having a small amount of clients, uh, it, it's it's nice because you really get to know those clients. I can safely say I know all my clients really well. Um, and you know, All the ones that I've worked with, I've known pretty well. Uh, and that's nice because instead of having 30 clients, um, we're doing it as a full-time job where you kind of, you're a bit like, oh shit, yeah, so what, what, what are your goals again? <laughs> and you're having to read notes beforehand and, and sort of remember remember what they, they're up to and stuff, so. No, it's nice, but yeah, so I've got a couple of spots. Brett's got a couple of spots, and uh, I imagine Johnny has as well. Johnny's always wanting more people, because that, that guy doesn't sleep. No, exactly, yeah, he that's because he, um, he works nights, that's why. Yeah, I, I've, had, I've got a couple of spots, as I said last week, purely because a couple of people have reached a point where they have learned enough to go off and do it on their own, which is all we ever ask for as coaching anyway. That's basically what we promote ourselves to get people to, to the point that they don't actually need to rely on us, unless they do want the accountability, but... Yeah. Um, shall we? Shall we move on? Yeah. Have you seen in the before we get on to the main topic of the day? Um, I kind of thought about maybe doing this as a topic, but I thought we'd just speak about it briefly. Um, but I bet everybody will have seen earlier this week the lad who went blind because he ate chips. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say something else then. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever used to watch what was it called Ang- angry boy is that what it was called angry kid angry kid. oh that the was... ginger head yeah kid. yeah like carrot top from yeah. i never watched Real. it but i know what it is okay yeah because he, he, he sat, sat in the back of his car and he goes um <laughs> he says uh, dad uh i had uh oh yeah you're gonna have to google it just for like youtube it just because i'm gonna misquote it but it's like um Dad, you're not blind, are you? And he's like, no. And he's like, well, because all the lads at school say if you if you wank, you're uh, you go blind. You're a wanker. <laughs> oh dear. So, something like that, anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you used the W word on this podcast. Unbelievable, Jeff. I definitely have said it before. I'm not sure. The Siri one. Yeah, see, Siri's agree. Siri knows. Siri listens to everything. I know, it's scary, is it? Siri, I don't want to change shit. Stop. Oof, I've yeah. got, a, got an Alexa in the kitchen, and um, she doesn't listen to me when I say, Alexa, stop. But if I tell her to shut up, she does. Yeah, right. well, this is the home pod in the corner of the kitchen. It's obviously, as you say, constantly listening. So don't ever murder anyone in my kitchen, because it will probably all be recorded. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's funny, but there was a few things, you know, after we were speaking about the Heineken Zero beer. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden we started getting targeted by yep. it on Facebook and, and Instagram. Yep. And all we did is put it in our WhatsApp chat um, about it. And that's supposed to be encrypted and it's not supposed to be listened into or anything, and, uh, which obviously is all bollocks. Because um, so otherwise it would be yeah. a bit of a coincidence that suddenly I start getting Facebook and Instagram ads saying, ah, oh, Heineken 0%. Not that they needed to actually sell to me because I was already buying it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so some something's listening in because uh, we didn't Google it or anything like that, and both of us started getting targeted after we bought it. Um, so uh, so that's a, there was a couple of other things as well um, where just things have been like over overshared on on my wall after I've been speaking about it with with people and not even been googling it or Facebooking it. Very scary, very scary. Um, yeah. So what I was going to say uh, before I just keep losing track of what. Uh, so the the lad with the the chips, and I just thought it'd be probably interesting to just quickly address it and say that um let, let me address by because i don't think you ever explained the lad with the chips basically there's a dude that has an aversion to anything but i can't remember what it was but let's just say chips and crisps or something he ate literally no fruits or vegetables um for like ever and i don't know how old he was but like 20 or something was he or like that yeah yeah and i think he ignored advice from doctors from previous visits about saying he probably need to add a bit more variety to your diet mate because obviously the longer term effects of malnutrition aren't pretty 
and I believe he ignored them. Yeah, yeah, and, and this is the thing. So, like, you see the lad Bible headline of lad goes blind from eating chips, um, and everyone goes, mm, bloody hell, chips must be bad for you, or um, that's all he ate, and, and then you go into it a bit more and, and you find out, all right, he ate a slice of ham every few weeks and stuff like that. But I think it's probably worth saying that there's definitely something else going on there, and it's not just a case of... Um, just 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 malnutrition and not having enough vitamins and i like how they only went on about vitamin b12 as well in all the news reports they never mentioned any others no i i'll be honest i don't know enough about it other than that headline that lad bible so i haven't done any research into to really know what the the goings on were there but what we do know is that obviously some people have like predisposed genetics or conditions that might stop sort of certain absorptions of certain stuff or make it harder to absorb certain stuff if you're then also avoiding those things then yes you're going to be obviously easier to be malnourished it's going to be easier for you to be malnourished maybe than someone else um in all honesty in the western world we've said it before it's really hard to become malnourished in most stuff other than maybe like vitamin d because we don't get enough sun maybe your omega ratios are so kind of like your three six and nine but obviously your, your omega three ratios especially the lowest um other than that you only got to eat a couple of decent vegetables a day and most of your stuff are covered like, absolutely yeah i mean you might it's, it's not optimal by any stretch of the imagination but you're, you're probably not going to end up being like um majorly deficient to the point where you've got loads of symptoms or load of troubles or certainly not going to go blind like this dude so yeah. um it's a very extreme example and extreme examples only occur when there's other things going on so well, if you just eat chips all week like you're not going to like lose an arm or something no yeah. I, and I, I do want to um underline we're not suggesting thus oh well don't bother about your nutrition then because to be honest we all want optimal health we don't want to get by you know we all want the best energy levels. We want to obviously um, recover the best. We want to obviously, you know, those that are interested in kind of like physique stuff or performance, you know, we want all of that to be optimal, which is obviously a requirement to have all of the healthy like type of diet and behaviors that we promote week in, week out. We're not suggesting that it's okay to obviously eat like this dude or, you know, to eat just a vegetable or two that I've just kind of almost insinuated you'd be all right on because you'll get by but you're far you're not going to thrive you're not going to be optimal if that's the case so i just i don't want people to take that message and run with it be like oh well, they said you shouldn't you don't need to eat many fruits and vegetables because that's not what we're saying yeah don't eat less now because that's been said it's more of a case of if you weren't eating any in the first place to um start eating one or two um to make things better and like you said if you happen to have a week where you don't eat many don't worry about it you're not gonna fucking get scurvy and your teeth fall out we're not going to push you overboard. No, no, exactly. It's, it's a very long-term thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Was there anything else you want to say on that matter? No, that was it really. Just Well, I suppose just don't kind of believe the headlines straight off and don't believe the news bulletins straight off because they're going to twist it to make kind of entertainment out of it almost so you want to listen to the news. Yeah. Um, Sens- they're not going to give you all the boring details so. exactly Sensation- sensationalist media headlines that is how they work like I can't remember what it was I think it was Denzel that awesome actor Denzel Washington I think he once said uh, something along the lines of the media um, oh, I'm going to butcher this as bad as you butcher the angry kid shit but something like the, the media don't care to be right they care to be first or something along those sort of lines like no one, mm. like they basically they don't give a shit whether things are correct. They want to be the first out there because they just want the attention. So they do sensationalize stuff to get people to listen and look, and they don't actually care or fact check half the stuff. So um, exactly. Bible only cares about its page views, so it can get advertising to pay their wages. That's in, it. In all honesty, if you're taking your nutrition advice from Lad Bible, then <laughs> you know natural selection maybe. I don't know. <laughs> You noticed on Lad Bible that all of a sudden now you get these like twats that appear on the top comment thing where it's just the same people always appear um, and they like comment with random shit and it's just, yeah, they're just like spouting crap just to try and get, I don't know, follows or likes or I, whatever. I am, um, I don't follow Lad Bible actually. The only time I ever see it is if it comes up my feed because someone else I know has commented on it or shared it. Uh, so anytime I ever yeah. see it. So for that reason mainly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I do, no. see, I do see the odd food porn stuff where I think, whoa, that's good. I remember seeing what was it recently and they, oh, this is old because I think I'd seen it before as well but someone shared the um, monster energy drink ice cream 
Oh, it's like green, oh, yeah. Lumo Green Ice Cream they've made with like Green Monster. I was like, oh, that sounds like this right up my street. Yeah, no, I've seen that. It's like a, an independently made thing. Oh. Ed, you've stalled. Although you're nervous, it looks like you're back and you're not actually talking. Um, yeah. Go on. Uh, I was, all I said was uh, it's probably one of those independent type things. I think it uh, is. Where we got the. Go on. <laughs> As I say, where we've got our holiday home, they do. They have an ice cream shop there, and they make like amazing different ice creams, and it's the sort of thing they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that's what you said. This, I believe, was foreign, as in not in the UK. I think if I remember seeing it, it was like abroad somewhere. But um, while we're um, oh, actually, now I've just completely lost train of thought because we had that little spat of talking over each other. Um, oh yes, we're talking about weird stuff now. I've been posting a lot of. Obviously, as you, actually, I'm going to go back even a further step. So, obviously, the people that follow me on Instagram will know that, and we've just talked about, I'm uh, now many days into a mini cut prior to our uh, few days away in Lisbon. I am um, been posting a lot of food porn, though, still, because Jenna keeps seeming to buy shit all the fucking time that I can't eat because it's <laughs> not... Well, I can eat, obviously, because I FYM, bro, but I choose not to because I don't believe it will be most successful um, approach and it's really annoying, but I keep posting pictures on my Instagram saying, not mine. Oh, look at this. Yeah, but it's not mine. Look at this amazing Scotch egg. Yeah, but it's not mine. Like she bought a Scotch egg from the farmer's market that like in our village the other day, and it was like the size of a fucking small like melon or like a gala melon. It's huge. I was like, it's like really good looking Scotch egg. And to be honest, I'm, it's not the re- like that type of stuff is not usually my type of preference, but even I thought that looks amazing actually. And um, I was like, yeah, just you have it I'll just sit there she had this bubble waffle thing from a fate um, festive thing we went to they had like a bubble waffle maker and she had like Kinder Bueno in it and crumbled Oreos and Maltesers and Nutella all over and I was like oh my god and I'd sit there and the worst thing about it I'd sit there and carry it while she ate a hog roast <laughs> <laughs> she's, sitting there eating, she's sitting there eating this really nice hog roast with crackling and apple actually no she didn't have apple sauce but she could have apple sauce but crackling stuff and she's like oh yeah but I want the waffle as well so she got both but obviously she can't eat both at the same time so she had her thing while I carry the waffle and I'm sitting again yeah just licking the bits of ice cream off your hand as it melts yeah yeah there's no <laughs> ice cream in it but yeah I was like oh my days so um, yeah that's basically been my last couple of weeks so just watching Jenna eat all of the good stuff yeah. well a couple more weeks and you'll be there yeah well more than that mate end of this week although I've just put the holiday so I kind of half thought I might just see continue it on till it's in the end of the month so it's like the first of October we go so when we get back I might just have a couple more weeks of just going through to a holiday give myself a bit of room to eat into <laughs> I do I commented on the new, big news um Shane's uh, Facebook the other day he said something about I can't remember what it was something about you don't have to go on a holiday and basically eat everything in sight or something along the lines and I said yeah but to be honest mate I go on holiday to uh, purposefully binge um, but it's okay because it's okay to have an eating disorder if you know you've got one <laughs> what did he say back to that <laughs> to be fair he just did laughy like like ha ha like I was like well it's a bit like being crazy isn't it you can't be, actually be crazy if you know you're crazy like no like you, the people who are crazy don't know they're crazy yeah they yeah think yeah, yeah so and it's a bit like it's, that yeah <laughs> it's when Karen turns and goes oh I'm the crazy one it's like no you're just loud and annoying yeah. sit down <laughs> I, I joke obviously you can have an eating disorder I know you've got an eating disorder Jesus don't shoot me um obviously we're 33 minutes in i think we should probably talk about what we actually were going to talk about even though we've covered some nutrition based content already so we were going to talk about um two things but the main folks around just a conversation i got in with um one of our our cool followers that asked around kind of like thoughts on in the gym would you correct a pt um or do you speak to a PT or bring up with a PT if they are kind of, I suppose, training their client questionably? And I suppose it's mostly around form. So you can imagine that seeing a guy in the gym and he trained, say, guy, sexist, but I'm just going to use a guy. Um, seeing a guy in the gym training someone and, you know, the client's maybe using some questionable form, maybe something that potentially could be injurious. Uh, should you say something or should you just go look the other way and hope nothing snaps I think it's such a tough one so I've trained in 
gyms that were just public gyms with no support from the staff there or anything. So it's just like injury central, the worst form you've ever seen. I've shown in gyms where it's all bros and bodybuilders and everyone's form's pretty decent and, and everyone knows what they're doing. And of the gym I train at the moment, it has two, three PTs in there and they're very active. They've got a lot of clients and they're constantly on the floor with, with the PTs, so with the PT clients. Um, not so much going around, like there's one guy who works in there who, if you ask him to help, he, he 100% will, but he's not a PT, he's just a staff member. Um, and he's brilliant and you know like with the kids especially when they're a bit younger in there all they have to do is ask and he'll like basically give them like a free PT session um, and he's one of these kind of like old school guys who's like great shape in his 50s or whatever um, it, he's probably not he's probably in his 40s and he's going to shoot me um, <laughs> um, but he uh, yeah it, like he, he knows his stuff really really well and there's a couple of younger guys who are PTs in there and they I think they'd newly qualified when I started in there. And there was a few bits that I was a bit like, uh, I probably wouldn't be doing that with a client. I, um, oh God, that's a bit like, you see them, de- like deadlifting is always a big one. You see like um, videos when they'd be like, oh yeah, Karen smashed a new PB this week. And you're like, oh, Karen needs a new disc. Um, it's kind of, <laughs> you see it, don't you? Um, and there are there are times where you kind of think right well that's that's not really what I would do as a PT but and then I I don't know I, I don't get annoyed with it anymore and I was talking to Louis I can never remember his surname um from Mac Nutrition uh, my new friend who I met uh, working um, that was that's a funny story as well i'll tell that in a minute um and uh and i was saying about this and like we were saying that um he sort of not not in the gym but in general when people say nutrition stuff at work he'll like correct them and kind of educate them where i've kind of got to the point now i'm like i'm just, I'm just not bothering now because you just you waste so much not waste so much time but you you spend so much time doing it and a lot of the time it's kind of not with no thanks but with, there's no outcome they've, they've not listened or whatever whatever so um, I, I don't get annoyed with it anymore because I kind of I suppose I have this the kind of moment of thinking to myself of well if they're gonna die then okay that's probably when you should step in or like I don't know whether you would step in then or whether you have a quiet word with them afterwards um, because I always I also think like you wouldn't want somebody calling you out at work in front of your clients so say I don't know you're well you know say you're in that situation you're a PT and somebody comes up to you some random person in the gym comes up to you in front of one of your paying clients somebody who's paid you 25 pound for that hour or whatever and they've gone uh their form shit what are you teaching them like do you even know what you're doing um like that would be incredibly embarrassing for you and for the clients and you would lose a lot of respect and a lot of um, authority over that client. Um, and nobody would want that. Um, you've also got the element of, uh, I'm very British in the fact that I won't, I won't say anything. <laughs> so I wouldn't. <laughs> um, I just kind of like turn the music off and ignore it. Um, it's, I think it depends kind of on where, you, where you're at with that. Uh, it's awkward when you do see people calling people out in front of people and you're a bit like, oh, <laughs> I, I, I get very awkward kind of around it. Um, I, I wouldn't do it myself. Whether you should then maybe have a quiet word uh, with them afterwards and say, oh, you know, I saw you in the gym. Um, it, I felt as though the client maybe needed some form tips before or should improve their form before moving up the weight or, or whatever. Um I suppose is that this kind of that way of going about it. I also think you don't know that client's situation. You don't know the situation they're in, where they're in, in their program. You don't know. You, you don't know anything about it. Um, so, like for me, saying, "Oh, you shouldn't be doing one rep maxes with clients," but if that's the only buy-in you've got for them to be doing resistance training by improving their one rep max, and that's the only thing they're driven by, so you kind of you do it to keep them happy, to get them training towards it, um, then should should they not be doing that if that gets buy-in um and with with in terms of form and saying oh well that that client was it was only half squatting he was half repping well how do you know that they don't have knee pain that they're overcoming or they don't have lower back pain which limits their their range of motion or um 
they've only that's the first time they've ever done squatting they and they build they could be a sprinter that actually only needs strength in that part of the range because they don't ever get to to obviously full depth because sprinting is what yeah. they do and not squatting yeah exactly yeah there's, there's so so many things taken to and and that you don't see and don't know so to jump to conclusions because they're not doing it perfect form in your head or perfect form in you know uh, like a powerlifting sense um then they, they could be doing it right for them um i suppose it's kind of all those factors that you bring together and that's why i wouldn't call somebody out unless somebody was literally like in snap city territory um i think even deadlift yeah. like it's very rare is there many exercises where someone's going to be at that much risk of acute injury deadlifting probably being one of the few close to it but even then like how many people do you see like dog doing a shit uh deadlifting and they don't like hobble off you know they get through it like a lot of that stuff is probably more chronically yeah. over time where they keep doing it and then eventually again they are probably going to see some form of injury happen um I think obviously because of that, I'm reviewing that. I don't think I would really, I don't think I'd ever really correct someone's form. Um, I wouldn't probably. It's not. I don't, I don't think I'd ever really offer any help. Like whether it be a person or whether it be in that scenario of like the trainer, I just think I'd probably just leave it well alone because maybe it is because I'm British or maybe I just think most people don't like to be corrected um, unsolicited. So they're mo- I think most likely it's because I'm gonna fuck off. Um, rightly or wrongly you know we should all really be quite open-minded to critique and we should all be grateful for someone that might be able to improve anything in our lives but in reality it doesn't really happen I think like most no one really likes being corrected no one like most people would rather be wrong still Um, yeah yeah yeah. I think the only time I've ever ever done it um, was I uh, there was a guy doing front squats and he was saying my wrists really, really hurt with it. And this is something like I don't front squat because like my range of motion in my wrist isn't brilliant. So I like to go backwards to hold the bar. Um, and the guy, the PT didn't really have any solutions. And he was, it was a bit like, Oh, I don't know. We're just going to carry on keeping them in your program. Um, and I just said, Oh, one thing you could do is use straps and hold onto the straps and then just have the bar on your shoulders and hold onto the straps to stabilise it, and then you don't have to, to pull you to pull your wrist really far back. And they kind of both looked at me like, "All right, yeah, yeah, yeah okay." Um, and I sort of showed them what I meant on a bar that I, I was using. Um, and then afterwards, I thought, should I have said anything? Do, have I made him look a bit silly because I've come up with a solution that he he didn't have, um, or am I just helping out? Or like, I would have I would have done it whether it was a PT and a client, whether it was you know random guy in the gym or um i'm not that's the only pretty much the only time really i've ever kind of interjected in something um unless somebody sort of asked for help or it's been a kid that has no idea what they're doing and they they needed the kind of to stop swinging a dumbbell like they're trying to i don't know do like an up and over and then they're doing bicep curls um i think like there's there's obviously situations i think i've been in the gym, i say obviously there's been situations in a gym say where someone started to spark up maybe a bit of conversation and you kind of get the impression that maybe they not not that they're saying like oh he looks like he knows what he's doing I want to ask him something I'm not suggesting that necessarily I think more like I suppose you you start a conversation with someone and you kind of feel like maybe you could start to slip in something around oh have you tried this or or this have you ever done that before or just just open a conversation about it and then it might you might be able to work in the conversation then around some help or support if you've noticed before um, and then you won't maybe come across quite so much like you're correcting them. Um, all that is kind of unsolicited because you've kind of warmed them up first because no one likes to go in cold, do they? Um, so I suppose like that's happened um, a few yeah, times. But, yeah. um, that type of thing. But I think for the most part, yeah, I I I just would have avoid most of it. Um, I think like you could align this or, or kind of mirror this a little bit around like call out culture in general like a lot of stuff you'll see on the internet around calling people out and we've done it i've done it you know the infamous davina obviously instant that etc that type of stuff um it's like is that a good idea and i suppose like i don't know is it a good idea should you focus on your own business and should you focus on your own stuff and maybe like if you feel like um calling someone out rather than calling out anyone specifically maybe you could try and educate your own following on the principle or 
you know, like the process or whatever it is you're calling out rather than the personal, rather than the actual individual? Yeah, I think there's, there's ways and means of going about it. And um, you go back two or three years, I suppose, especially when we started this podcast and we had the, the feature of stupid shit we've seen on the internet this week. And that was just, that that was like where, because I know all this, what we basically came about because we used to troll people online and we all kind of trolled the same people. Um, and that's kind of how we all became friends. And it, it, there's ways and means of going about it, definitely. And um, I think, I'd only go back at people who kind of come at me now and, and less so are going and finding things I could probably maybe used to two or three years ago. Um, but there's, there's, there's definitely ways of going about calling people out. And I think we should take it's easier to do online because you don't have that emotion with it. Um, and this is why people do it online and don't do it face to face. It's the same with like bullying and all that sort of stuff. Not that I'm saying calling people out and bullying are the same thing, but sometimes you do turn into that. And I think they can turn into that if you do it the wrong way. And if you go, oh, listen here, fuck not. Like, you're an absolute retard. How dare you say that? Like, where, 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 you're wrong. You don't know anything. Um, you should go and jump in a ditch. Some people go about trying to correct people in that way. And that's not achieving anything apart from hurting somebody's feelings. Um, whereas if you said, oh, okay, interesting point. I'd like to know your, um, your background on that at that point or... Uh, where you got that information from do you have any research on that i've missed that bit of research um here's what i've learned and here's my research which is for my opinion and and this is kind of my thought process on it um what are your thoughts on kind of what i've said um and that's a debate and that's a good and healthy thing and i think you can educate around that unless they are the most preachy people in the world like that guy the other day on my protein video um who was a like devout vegan and wouldn't dare listen to anything other than the dodgy stuff he had been taught i think like i listened to a ted talk today actually ironically um or say ironically no probably just good good timing but it was really around like cyber bullying the way people inter interact online um i don't think what was called actually the title of the episode i think i can probably record it um it's probably still in my recently played but it kind of aligns quite nicely, really, in that, like, it's the bizarre... Okay, inside the bizarre world of internet trolling. Um, mm. It's kind of like it's just talking about, obviously, the, the like, the, the rationalise to why people do it. And, like, it's because a lot of this, like, social media especially, is driven by emotion and less around facts and truth. So, like, it doesn't matter if half the shit and, like, the internet is is wrong because that's not what drives the internet or drives social media it's it's what drives them is the fact that it's like emotion and um well this this is kind of like the whole point of or the the root cause of like trolling almost in that people just want to kind of go out of their way to i suppose tear down other people's towers to make themselves their own towers bigger so obviously that's mm -hmm. kind of like where yeah. trolling comes from almost and it's sad really and I, I sometimes i feel a little bit like the call out culture that some of the fitness industry has and you know i'm not judging necessarily because as i say it's not something i've done myself or or been there in the past but i kind of feel like a bit more mature in the industry and stuff now maybe i am and i just feel it's a bit crude um it works for some like martin martin mcdonald one of the first people to admit like he calls out people all the time and he's been very successful at doing it um I suppose even the likes of James Smith and some of the other people in the industry similar but I just think for most people it's like it just comes across as a bit crude and a bit like oh, do you know what just focus on your own stuff and educating your own things maybe and you'd be a bit more successful rather than kind of limiting yourself by, by just calling out other people I don't know yeah there was a good uh, oh who was it now it was either Shane Nugent or Suksudu one of the two posted i think it was suck actually and he posted a thing on it i think it was in instagram and he probably put it on his facebook as well um just saying um nobody ever got a client by slamming slimming world uh so you know something along those lines and it, it is a bit like if you spend your whole time going after people and saying they're wrong they're wrong they're wrong but never explaining why never ed educating around the point you're never going to help anybody you're never going to inform anybody if you're going to say right okay well this slimming world have, have stopped doing of uh i don't know sort of like okay slimming world uh now has banned uh or 
no, what was the, the Muller thing? Muller yogurts are no longer a free food. They're now a sin uh, overnight. Um, our slimming world, you know, right in their processes or whatever. And then you educate around the fact that, well, there isn't really any such thing as this and that. And it was probably to do with sponsorship and stuff like that. Um, and that then there is a place for it to a degree um, but I think it needs to be something that affects more than one or two people and, and you aren't just slamming somebody because of um, maybe a typo or because they've kind of explained something badly or uh, I don't know yeah um, I think there's a because if, if you're then slamming somebody because they're they've written a slightly misinformed post and their reach is 300 people how many of those 300 people have actually read the post five ten something like that um and so that's really not really impacted many people at all and if you go at that person and slam them and like you know they're an idiot they don't know what they're talking about um and then you've not educated around that that's not changing anybody's lives that's not changing anybody's opinions you just look like a dick whereas if you kind of go i suppose against the people who are bigger with more of a name and say, right, okay, well, um, something you should be aware of Joe Wicks is the calories in his meals, in his books for his diet books are like over a thousand calories for some of them. Just be aware of it. They're super tasty. They look and smell and taste incredible. Um, but they are really, really high calories. So just maybe make a few switches and changes that might then help a few people. Um, Instead of, you know, just going, oh, he's a floppy head twat because I'm jealous of him because he's got more clients than me. Like, it's not really. And he's better looking than hurt my feelings. Go, go against me. Um, <laughs> I think, like, the point around understanding people first is always a really good point. Like, basically, if you kind of seek to understand someone before trying to basically um, seek to correct them, think you're generally going to get a lot more buying in and get a more fruitful positive conversation with someone like if you seek to understand their point of view first and then maybe give your point of view hope you can meet someone in the middle or at least the, the, you've both learned from that conversation because if you just go and say now nah, you're wrong mate and this is why you're wrong and then they just go no you're wrong and then you're not gonna listen to each other and you're just gonna end up learning nothing and so that creates zero positivity in any of that conversation yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, i want to call it there for this yeah. I think we've debated or discussed that enough and move on to our feature of one good one bad or whatever Johnny called it I can't remember what he called it but good bad good product bad product um, I have two things have I got to turn this stupid focus thing off again I haven't I because otherwise you're not going to see it right these are essentially the same product different flavours okay so USN ready to drink lactose Free, trust 25 protein so you've got two one's got a blue top one's got a white top uh, one is high protein chocolate and the other one is high protein chocolate caramel hang on a minute hang on a minute I'm starting to think about where I've messed up here and I've used this before I don't think I have have I no you haven't you've used another ready to drink but not that one you've not been on it every week there mate you might be thinking oh I don't know if I did that or not Oh no, I hope I haven't. I'll just question myself. Because everyone's going to be listening to this now going, we know this, you buffoon. You've already told us. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh. Um, you got to for something else. I can't be bothered now, so we're just going to go with it. Right, okay. Let's go back then. So we've got one chocolate and one chocolate caramel flavoured, ready to drink protein. Which one's good? Which one's okay. bad? So one's caramel, one's chocolate. I'm going with the caramel. Chocolate, chocolate caramel, not just caramel, chocolate caramel. All that changes things. I'm I'm going to hope the chocolate caramel was the nice one and the chocolate was a bit bland. Um, you are incorrect once again, Edward, like most weeks. So let me explain why. Actually, both taste very nice. This was very nice, the chocolate one. The chocolate one was chocolatey and yeah. ready to drinky and proteiny which is exactly what you want from a protein ready to drink lactose free drink um this one however was quite chocolate caramelly but not so much ready to drink more like ready to eat i don't think of i've for some reason i think i've already said this but if i am repeating myself and you've listened to this before i'm sorry because i can't remember if i have said before, i'm sorry but basically it came out like blancmange 
we spoke. I don't know if I've just spoke about this off ca- off off camera off. Yeah, podcast. spoke about it with one of my clients because she's been having them and they were coming out like uh, like pasta yogurt. Uh, so I mean, literally, you can't eat that. That won't even come out the bottle. I don't know if you can hear that. It's like literally like shaking around in there, like it's a solid in there. Um, however, I still had it and didn't get ill. So <laughs> I had to eat it with a spoon, mind you, and I had to shake it out of the bottle with all of my might to get it out. But I'm not wasting 75p I spent on this and 25 g's of protein. Christ, no. Um, it's not as if you've got another 15 million in the fridge no, to go. No. Is that? I, I don't know why it's why it's so thick and like, is it meant to be like that? Because like I said I'm assuming not because the other one isn't. The chocolate one itself was just like normal, like liquid. So um. Something to do with the white top. Yeah, Ian, um, a guy uh, on Instagram that I talk to um, frequently, he sent me a video of his and it's exactly the same. So it's obviously something to do with either the batch or that particular flake. Like, it can't be right. Like, like USN must not know it's the case um, and it has failed quality control because that can't be purposeful that's meant to be that thick. Because one, why wouldn't the other flavours be that thick? And two, like, you literally can't drink it. Like, you, you can't drink it out of the bottle it's that thick. Like you, you'd stand there trying to tip it into your mouth for ages before it eventually like plops out. So whatever the thickening agent they've used has probably gone a bit too far, isn't it? Yeah, they usually use carrageenan um, and that type of stuff, which is, I believe is a type of like fibre of some sort. Cellulose, carbo, carboxymethylcellulose, type of cellulose, and yeah, carrageen, um, I believe, although that might actually be in German or something. <laughs> Although carrageenan, there you go. I thought it was carrageenan, not carrageen. Um, is the the rest of the same translation in English? So yeah, yeah Did you 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 didn't you tag one of the manufacturers in one of your things? Yeah, they, they did. They ignored me. So no, actually, no. I'll tell you about. They ignored me for a week, and they sent me uh, a message saying email support at whatever else, and they'll do something about it, which I haven't bothered to do. Which is a bit annoying because I've got about five in my fridge. So, that's at least like what three pound fifties worth of stuff. So, uh, three pound seventy five. Yeah, mm. they were seventy five. Oh no, actually no, it went fifty each. They were more than that. I don't know. I, can, I can't. I, even though I've got eight of a maths, I can't do maths that quick in my head. Jesus. Um, that is it, I think. So, um, quick plugs uh, for anyone still listening. There are coaching spots available if anyone wants a bespoke nutrition plan um, and um, obviously get to speak to one of our beautiful faces every week. Um, we, what else have we got going on at the moment? What else have we got going on, actually? Do you want to no, it's quiet, isn't it? Yeah, I've got a few things launching. And if you're lucky enough to be sponsored by it, and it's not sponsored, lucky enough to talk, be targeted by one of our sponsored ads, then you might pick some stuff up. Hey. Um, yeah. Follow yeah. the Facebook or the Instagram. Yeah. Um, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, eat lean. Wearing eat lean t-shirt. NNN10 for your discount. Get some money off. Red, red, uh, eat lean red is back in stock. They are doing it again. So um, get some of that in. Obviously, it's like a red Leicester style in the eat lean version. I still recommend the tasty mature pack where you get your slices. So you get tasty slices, pre-sliced, obviously. Tasty block um, and the eat lean bake i believe they would be my recommendation if anyone wants to try some stuff out um because the tasty is genuinely as good or better than any any normal regular cheddar so for i don't know two, less nearly half the calories or something and more protein so can't argue with that cool nnn10 nnn10 get your discount um hashtag sponsored athlete hashtag ad anything else we should be adding as caveats <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they liked my one of my posts that actually. Good, good. Mm. Um, on that note, I say we bid each other adieu. Good night. Bonjour. Same. Bye. We meet again. Um, yeah, which would be Friday. Friday. All right. It's been eight since we've actually met uh, in face to face. Yeah, how long are you? Probably is, we're not far off. Rough rough runner. That was probably a year ago. That was summer, wasn't it? Uh we'd had a lot of rain, hadn't we? I think. Quite muddy. I can't believe it's actually been a year since we've seen each other personally. 
That's outrageous. Yeah. So I saw Johnny in the summer. I've not seen Paul for about... I don't think I've ever met Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well... Yeah, yeah, I will see you Friday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.